0: Hi, and welcome back to From Tits to Toes. I am
1: Dr. Michaela Rush, an OBGYN. And I am Dr. Ann Sharkey, a podiatrist. And welcome back to the show. Welcome back. <laughs> How was your weekend? it was good this past weekend was red poppy Isn't festival how
0: it's just monday night and you're like the weekend did i have a weekend was like, what was the what, weekend
1: what did i do this week it was so windy this weekend yes i know we did red poppy festival and i was like okay it's so windy i'm gonna have to have a hat your hair tonight. was so cute yeah it looked good <laughs> thanks <laughs> and then the weekend before that it was easter so um yes what'd you do for the easter
0: Oh, well, we did the giant Easter egg drop thing, where they take 40,000 eggs and drop them from a helicopter in Lago Vista. Oh, how fun.
1: Yes. I didn't know about that.
0: So... Oh, it's, I think it was only the second year and it's very organized. It's at the high school and everybody gets wristbanded based on your age category and they have certain times. So, you know, like the one and two year olds and the three to five year olds and the, so it's not at like a trample fest. And then they have a schedule where the helicopter comes over and each time they drop like 10 or 15,000 eggs (gasps) and then they release the children to run and pick up all of these eggs. Oh my gosh. I mean. It's super cool, actually, to see this helicopter fly and then just, like, this lady leaning over the side dumping oodles of oh my Easter gosh. eggs.
1: I totally pictured, like, the movies where they have, like, a net full of eggs and they, like, release the yeah. net, you know, and it, like, all, like, There definitely down, but... was a lady very
0: strapped into the helicopter, leaning out over the edge, like, dumping this giant bag.
2: So, it was oh cool. Gosh.
0: So, we did that cool. and then... We were at the house for Easter with Tom's aunt and uncle, and then Easter night, we took Meredith to see The Lion King on Broadway in Austin, which was amazing.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was on call all weekend. How Um, many babies
0: were delivered on Easter weekend? uh, One. That's it?
1: (laughs) That was it. (laughs) I thought you had quite a few in labor when we talked on that Friday. Did and I delivered one of those and then okay, so some of those were other doctors' patients. Yeah, she stayed and delivered hers. So I delivered that Friday night and then that was it the whole weekend. Oh my goodness! Um, But the boys and went up with uh, Chris to Dallas for Easter to visit family, and so I guess there was a big Easter egg hunt. And what's interesting is. I guess they just didn't plan on that many kids because there were not enough eggs oh, no. and so they released them out so there were so many kids that got zero eggs like oh, they didn't sad. find anything so neither yeah. of my boys, I don't think either one of them found any eggs. But and Colin then, won the big basket, didn't he? He found one <laughs> golden egg and he got this giant grand prize, <laughs> but that was the only egg he found.
0: Yeah, but that was worth it for the giant basket.
1: Right, yeah. So that, yeah, so it was kind of worth it for that, but it was insane. I can't believe Aww. that there were so many sad little kids, they didn't get I bet any the eggs. the event
0: organizers were really sad because they don't intend for
1: that to happen. No, and and I'm sure they just didn't realize how many people were coming out, and I guess yeah. it's been... And the weather was really it, nice,
0: too. Easter weekend had pretty good weather.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I'm sure they compared it to the previous years with COVID, oh, yeah, and COVID. there just not many people out, but... Yeah. But the poor Aww. things. Oh, I know. But, uh, but no, and then actually my boys split that giant basket because there was so much stuff in it yeah. that they just split all the stuff they had in it, so it worked yeah. out in the end, but... That's awesome. I, but it's I'm sad for some of the kids that had Yeah. Been. Poor things. They got all the way out there and then couldn't
0: get anything. The poor parents, too, because that's a lot to, like, talk them off that ledge, right? Like, they're hysterical when that occurs. I know. Yeah, they're all
1: crying, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of... Yeah, that's not fun for anybody. No.
0: (laughs) So this weekend you did Red Poppy Festival. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. We just had the end of soccer season. So we had some makeup games. So she played soccer on Saturday and on Sunday. Oh, And then uh, the whole team went out Sunday evening. There is a new restaurant that opened in Jonestown called the Lucky Rabbit. We had never been. It opened maybe in like February or March. And the parking lot is always packed. And so Tom and I kept saying, oh, we'll wait. We'll wait. So we went on Sunday with the team. The food is amazing. And they have live music every day. And then the back, like patio area, is all fenced in, and there's so much stuff for the kids to do. And you can bring your dogs. And we will definitely be back
1: because it was it was really cool. That's cool. Yeah, we'll have to go try that one out. Yes, I've yeah, heard of that
0: one. It was a really neat venue. So yeah. we did that, and yeah. Then now now we're in the week. It's it's
1: Monday. Yeah, I know. Cullen had another basketball game. They have been undefeated so far. Ooh, so that's cool. His, his team's been pretty good. So okay, we're uh, we're hopeful for the rest. And of And you're headed somewhere exciting this week. Italy yeah yeah so I'm excited to finally travel again and yeah we're gonna try traveling out of the country and see how it goes hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they, they let, let you, like, you back in yeah hopefully, just, just hopefully let me let you back be great mm-hmm. yeah I'll be like please let me back in <laughs> yeah.
0: well I can't wait to hear about it when you get back Italy is definitely on my bucket list
1: yes we're doing Amalfi Coast so it'll be fun <gasps> gorgeous maybe you'll see yeah. george clooney mm. i'm hoping to see lots of people i don't know <laughs> anybody be great
0: <laughs> uh, the george funny thing clooney is i be could like, be smacked in the smacked in the face with a celebrity and i probably wouldn't know
1: yeah that's my problem i would yeah, literally walk right by one and not know yeah mm-hmm. I, i'm the worst at that so someone would have to actually point them out and tell me who they are for me to know right. i'm even near one so yeah I
0: might recognize George Clooney. There's there's a chance on that one, but short of that, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I feel like all celebrities look so different in real life and sure, real clothes and I mean, just doing their own thing. I look you just different to... when I don't have makeup on. Of course they're yeah. different. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I could be Julia Roberts. You just don't know. I just yeah, don't have the right, right hair and makeup.
1: I know. I can, I can
0: do it up. Yeah. I can make it happen. Yeah. There we
1: go. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. Well, this week we have a guest interview for our episode. We are bringing in Dr. Stephanie Oxman. And she is actually someone I just met a few weeks ago. I was in Naples at the Women in Podiatry Surgery Conference. And I met her there. And I happen to know that she has a podcast, which is titled She's a DPM. And it's targeted at raising awareness of the field of podiatric medicine and particularly females in podiatry. So we got chatting and I was like, hey, we'd love to have you on the podcast. And she is especially passionate about lower extremity nerve pathologies and nerve diseases. And so I wanted to have her come on and talk about something called tarsal tunnel syndrome. And the tarsal tunnel is akin to the carpal tunnel, which is in our hand. So many of us are familiar with that. In the foot, it's a tunnel where tendons, nerves, arteries, and veins pass. They cross from the lower leg through the ankle to the foot and there can be compression or damage to the nerve that happens there that can cause a variety of symptoms. So we get a little technical in this episode and we'll do our best to break it down and kind of make it easier to understand for everyone. But we are excited to share this guest episode with you all.
1: All right, let's get started.
0: everyone. Well, welcome to this week's episode of From Tits to Toes. And we are so excited to have our first podiatry guest on, Dr. Stephanie Oxman, who lives in Chicago. And I wanted her to come on today and talk about Tarsal Tunnel Syndrome, which is a nerve pathology, because she specializes in lower extremity nerve pathology. So, I want you to just introduce yourself
2: to our guests. Okay. Well, first off, thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm very excited to yeah. be the first. I didn't know that I was going to be the first uh, podiatry guest. So, what an you honor. Are.
0: Also, also a fellow podcaster.
2: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's interesting to be on this side of the the interview, but I'm excited <laughs> conversation.
1: Yeah. You don't get interviewed very often, I guess. Not yet.
2: (laughs) Uh, Anyways, yeah, my name is Dr. Stephanie Oxman. I'm currently practicing um, in Chicago, Illinois. I did a fellowship in complex limb reconstruction and limb deformity correction with specializing, like we said, in lower limb nerve pathology. I started my own practice. I'm a host of the podcast, She's a DPM, and uh, that's a... That's a little bit about me. <laughs> when did you officially open your practice? It was – I got married in July right after my fellowship in 2021 and then opened September or October. So I'm – Okay. It's, it's so, fresh. Well. Yeah, yeah, it's a baby yes. practice. Okay. Is there anybody else in the practice with you or are you solo? So, just me for now with nice. grand plans for the road ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Right now I'm pretty much (laughs) trying to bootstrap it and not take out a massive loan. So slow growth, but steady growth. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you.
0: All right. So tell us a little bit about tarsal tunnel.
2: Okay. You were talking about
0: it a little bit before and equating it to carpal tunnel, but...
2: Yeah. And it's I. that's a great way to... Like bring it all in, and it does equate to like carpal tunnel. But
0: I think people understand carpal tunnel, so when you're introducing it to a patient, making that analogy to them is like, oh yeah, that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely,
2: and that's something I do with my patients that I see with this. I for this, like, yes, tarsal tunnel syndrome, but really, it's more of a tibial posterior tibial nerve entrapment. When it gets the name tarsal tunnel syndrome from the area in the foot, kind of on the instep of your foot where the nerve, a bunch of tendons, and everything travels through the bottom of your foot. And there's different tunnels, and then a wall of bone, and then flexor retinaculum that also just kind of creates all these different... It's
0: like a really tightly squeezed bridge. Exactly.
2: And at times, that nerve can become entrapped in that specific area. But why I like to refrain from sometimes using just solely the word tarsal tunnel syndrome is because there can actually be multiple areas of entrapment of that nerve along the course of the lower limb but the pain will present at the tarsal tunnel.
0: Interesting. Okay. So it's not always entrapped at that region. Correct.
2: So that's one thing I like to, when Mm -hmm. I do talk about this is that, especially for providers who are maybe going to start seeing this pathology or trying to refer it out, knowing that just because the symptoms are at that level of the foot, that doesn't always mean that's where the problem is located.
0: And what symptoms might someone experience? Um,
2: Depending on the degree of injury, lots of times they can come in with saying like tingling, burning, pins and needles, pain more at night depending if it's numbness, right, loss of some intrinsic motor function, depending if it's a more advanced degree of injury of the nerve.
1: Is there a specific location where they would have the numbness or tingling in their feet, or is it the toes, or where would the numbness and tingling be? Yeah, usually
2: they'll usually endorse it in the level of the toes, bottom of the foot, kind of along that distribution of the nerve, but lots of times, yeah, well, it starts at the toes, Similarly to, to like if a patient comes with neuropathy, but they can have that tingling, burning, shooting pain starting at the level of the tarsal tunnel and then with like yeah. activity or at night have that increased pain, neuritic type of symptoms. And
0: I'll always, you know, kind of walk patients through because it is important you talked about neuropathy that you, we look at other reasons, right? But correct me if I'm wrong, I would, I usually assume it's fairly abnormal, to see bilateral tarsal
2: tunnel, it is abnormal. And I, but it, okay, it, I just not impossible, but
0: abnormal. Yeah. Whereas neuropathy is very symmetrical, typically.
2: Yes, depending on diabetic
0: yeah. or. Yeah, I know I should get into yeah. all the. I was like, wait a minute, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: don't open Pandora's
0: don't box yet. Well, Pandora's box has been opened just by saying the word yeah. NERF. Yeah. That's true. That's true.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, but yes, it's usually like. In one leg versus the other, there is very okay. rare occurrences where it isn't bilateral. Okay,
0: and tell me, in demographic: male or female? Any predilection? Uh,
2: a l- tends to be more in females, but the I don't know, like the full percentage of like the occurrence.
0: Yeah, I would have made that guess also, but With I don't know me. why. I, I couldn't tell you why I would guess that. I would just guess that. I.
2: I, yeah, I don't have an exact reason why, but I th- have my suspicions like are, yeah. one, I think we women sometimes tend to go to the doctors more <laughs> often, but also uh, yeah, shoe sure. gear sure. Um, can also play a role. Well, varicose, ve- shoes.
0: varicose veins can so- cause some compression in that area, right? Women are a little bit more prone to varicosities. Exactly,
2: yeah. And then different shoe types can sort of play a role in it as well. yeah. And so is it go-
1: similar? Oh, sorry. Is it, is it similar in like carpal tunnel? I know. Cause I compared to that. That's all I really know. But with carpal tunnel, how it's like that nerve is really feeding the one side of the hand. And so you kind of have only a couple of fingers affected. Or is it the similar with the feet where you only have a couple of toes or is it like all of
2: Great them? question. Is and it, it can be all of the above. <laughs> so, uh, oh I man, that sucks. So there's. Just like there's different levels of possible entrapment, there's different etiologies, and then different branches of the tibial nerve that can be affected. So, two of the main branches are your there's a medial and a lateral plantar nerve. One of those supplies mm. more of, of course, the in, the medial plantar foot, bottom of the foot, or instep, and then the other one more on the out outer side of the foot. Um, yeah. So depending on where that nerve branches or where the entrapment is, you can have one affected more than the other, both affected. Um, It also depends where like that branching kind of occurs too. So it's really, Mm -hmm. I know, Ah. it's really interesting.
1: It makes it much more complicated.
0: (laughs) So when we talk about potential causes, right? So there's foot structure, injury to the nerve or some sort of space occupying lesion pressing on the nerve which of those causes is more common?
2: Hmm, great question. I don't know if I have a Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have a specific, but I like talking okay. about the different etiologies yeah. and how to yeah. address those. Like you mentioned foot sure. structure. So, we were talking a little bit beforehand <laughs> like if your feet become a little more flattened and your you get a little extra pronation or valgus of your rear foot. If you think about that, the way you're, especially with Mm -hmm. walking or increased activity, that puts more strain on the nerve going through those, Mm -hmm. that tunnel. So you can get more of a traction on the nerve, which is a form of a nerve injury. And as we know, nerves are, don't like anything extra and they're very finicky. They will start
0: Yeah, they don't like to be touched or manipulated in any way.
2: Exactly. And then if you have a high arch foot, that can actually sometimes compress the nerve because the tunnel is not as large. So sometimes when you um, do surgery on like a a patient with a larger arch, you'll prophylactically decompress that area to give the nerve more more room to breathe.
0: Right, because really when you're reconstructing that, you're shifting and decreasing the arch, so then you're tractioning the nerve just by your reconstruction. Yeah,
2: exactly. So you have like a biomechanical. Yeah. Okay. And so that's – sometimes in a rare instance, you can get like I, – I just actually evaluated a patient with bilateral tarsal tunnel syndrome, and I was very suspicious like when they first came in, but it's because they had a, a flat foot position, and it was just putting just enough traction on the nerve. So, yeah.
0: I think that's one of the most common ones I see. They also tend to do, if it's caught early enough, really well with orthotics.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then you mentioned space-occupying lesions. Varicosities is the most common. You can have ganglions. Um,
0: yeah, I've seen some ganglions. Those are actually wild and crazy when you have to dissect yes, those out. Yeah.
2: And then, of course, different like... Um, like a schwannoma or neurofibroma, nerve, nerve sheath yeah. tumors. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Now, now I know earlier y'all were asking me about pregnancy stuff, and then yeah. I know that, I mean, there's swelling with pregnancy, and then you also have the relaxing where those ligaments are more relaxed in certain patients, um, and their feet can flatten more. So, and I don't really diagnose this, and I don't honestly send patients to podiatry or for this at all. I just like, Oh, your if your feet are swollen, they'll get better once you deliver. Yeah, yeah. But how often do you actually see this in pregnant patients? Or do you see this often? In it's pregnant patients?
2: something that I'm currently seeing if that would be a good entryway into pregnant with like pregnant patients. I was looking at like time. This is maybe <laughs> so but time leasing from an OB-GYN for some additional office space. And I was like, Well, that could be a very interesting market where tying in podiatry and OB-GYN. Yeah, um, yeah for pregnant patients because I'm sure it occurs and maybe it's just not like not recognized
0: because there is so much swelling there there's so many other reasons to say why it's why it's happening right
1: yeah so I mean I I mean this is why I learned so much from my own podcast is because (laughs) I we interview all these people and they're great and I learned so much stuff and I and then I know, now I know. I'm like, well, you actually may have this. And so I would never have known that before. And I would and just say, I think your feet are swollen. I would it would be better later. I mean,
0: I'd be like, hey, try wearing some really supportive shoes and see if that makes a difference. Because everyone, what do you do when you're pregnant? And your feet are super swollen, right? You wear flip flops, like crappy shoes. Yeah. So let's get you in some good shoes and see what happens. Might help.
2: Yeah. Some compression socks aren't going to hurt. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's what I usually recommend are the compression stockings um, and then sometimes supportive, more supportive shoes. But the compression stockings, for sure, I usually recommend for patients at the end of pregnancy or if they're having a lot of swelling issues. But yeah, it never occurred to me to have like actually entrapped nerves or like a carpal tunnel sure. type thing. On yeah. foot. <laughs>
0: so this is this is great. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. Tell me, Michaela, when you were in residency, and I know this number, I remember it from school, so I'm going to see if they tell you the same thing. What's the average shoe size increase per pregnancy?
1: Half a size.
0: Yep. Same thing. Okay. But I don't actually, yeah. like, I feel like, I don't know that my feet changed. No, see,
1: for, I mine didn't change at all, but okay. my mother's increased half a size each of her pregnancies. Yeah, okay. And so I remember that and I was Terrified that mine were going to do the same thing because I had so many shoes and I was thinking they were going to be so wasted. I'm going to have to toss them all, but they were, I I stayed the same size through both of my pregnancies and I didn't have to worry about it. So it was great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I remember that to this day, that fact, like, your feet will change half a size every pregnancy. And I was like,
1: my mom had five children. Like, that is insane. Yeah. I don't. I mean, there's got to be a max, right? There's got to be a, a max right. point where you feet you can't grow more than a size, right? I don't know, yeah. like a, ha- a half a size times two, and then. I mean, there's I mean, only so much collapse that can happen in your right. Like, how far can your feet really spread out? <laughs> right. I don't know, but yikes!
0: <laughs> These are the things we wonder on the tits to toes podcast. I know. Nope. I
1: know yeah. It's like we digress. Yeah, I already digress. have
2: flat feet, so I'm like, <laughs> they can't they can't get any worse. Right? Right. How, yeah. yeah. How much yeah, worse you can't can you get?
1: Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so someone comes in, you suspect tarsal tunnel. What tests are
2: you ordering? So I do.
0: There's always great debate, right? Is it like ultrasound? Is it MRI? Is it nerve conduction studies? Is it all of it?
2: Uh, sometimes. I, well, I always like to start with my like thorough physical exam. Like when I go thorough, like from all the time, looking at the whole body, but lots of times knees to toes. So I'm not just addressing like okay. with the tenels, which is just tapping the nerve at the tarsal sure. tunnel. Yeah. I'm addressing the whole leg because as we had discussed, sometimes there's-
0: The nerve comes from your whole leg. Exactly.
2: Crazy. Uh, but sometimes those entrapments are more, they can occur at something called like the soleal sling. So that's just, just distal to like the okay. knee crease above-
0: I was just going to ask, so so where would you palpate for that? I'm actually not familiar with that at all. So just posterior fossa? So yeah,
2: just a, when the nerve is still fairly superficial at our popliteal fossa. And then it dives deep into our the deep muscle compartment. Yeah. And it dives deep to this thing called the tendinous like soleal sling. So it's kind of a tendinous band. So sometimes that can okay. be a source of entrapment. I'm like suspicious of this if they have pain with palpation between the two gastroc heads, like that makes them jump okay. off, off the table.
0: All okay. right. So like right in the center of the calf muscle belly yep, And then on there. the
2: medial, on the inside of the leg, kind of where that tibia curves proximally in the proximal third of the leg. But also okay. I'll ask, like, does this extremity ever feel cooler, like colder to you than the other one? Because, right, our artery and travels yeah. there too. So that's something subtle. And then I make my way all the way down the inside of their leg, looking for a provocation or like just me lightly palpating and seeing if I can get that response of that tinnels or that shooting, burning, tingling pain to their toes. And
0: I, I, yeah, I was just gonna say so for the listeners who don't know, tinnels is if you touch on the course of a nerve and it sends like a pretty painful or just really abnormal sensation other than normal it, light touch. Yeah,
2: exactly. I'm trying to elicit those symptoms that they come in with. And depending on what I find with like my vibratory sensation, my Mm Sims-Weinstein, which is all touching, just all my sensation and neuro exam, depending on what I suspect there, along with my biomechanical and my muscle strength, because I want to know, all right, is it what degree am I dealing with here? I'll do an ultrasound guided nerve injection above like just above the area where their most <laughs> level of provocation is and ask and okay. ask like a percentage of pain relief they have like I'll have them do that in the office and sure. do those um, activities that you usually cause them pain
0: are you putting steroid in with those injections or just local, just local
2: in the beginning just about like a okay. half to one cc yeah. for now <laughs>
0: yeah uh because a, a uh,
2: I'm sure it
0: could take multiple injections sometimes or visits to find the right spot. Yes.
2: And then I work closely with a neurologist who I um, send for a EMG and nerve conduction study. And I'm very specific when I, I, I sometimes in training, like was told, like, rule out tarsal tunnel syndrome when you send them to a neurologist, right? Yeah. So, like, that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And then you get it back and you're like, well, they didn't tell me anything this was useless. Well, you... Nerve conduction normal. Yeah, exactly. Well, you get the study back and if sometimes if you're not specific of where you want them to test, they're only going to check right at that area. Oh, So we've already talked that sometimes they can have entrapment above the tarsal tunnel and below. Mm -hmm. So I get really specific when I'm referring them out to a neurologist that evaluate the tibial nerve above at and below the level of the flexor retinaculum And if I also suspect like a soleal sling entrapment, if the neurologist is comfortable with it, there are ways that they can test that. Otherwise, that's when I get my ultrasound, my MRI or my MRN more involved. If I'm...
0: What's an MRN? It
2: is um, an MRI for the nerves, but with a lower limb. It's very rare. Can
0: can most facilities do that or is it very... Okay. I was like, I've never... Yeah. (laughs) That's what... Okay.
2: That's a yep. new one to me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fancy. It is fancy. fancy, and you don't usually need it. So, like, if you are suspicious of varicosities okay. or soft tissue um, yeah. lesions, that's MRI. Perfect. Biomechanic, get yeah. your x-rays. Get your calc- calcaneal view that'll look at yep. its position.
0: I actually have a hard time with traditional MRIs sometimes when you're highly suspicious of it, them coming back and being a false negative.
2: Yeah, I've I've been in a a couple of mm-hmm. those, and like I'll dive in to them as well, um, to try to specifically look for my areas. But yeah, yeah you're right. Like right, you know, it can be
0: unless the nerve is super angry and inflamed. That's not gonna. It may not show it on a traditional.
2: If there's no lesion yeah. or something, we have uh, here in Chicago. Yeah. We have a really good ultrasonographer of the lower limb that okay. is specializes in nerves. Yeah. So. I'm, I guess I'm pretty blessed where I'm at that there's some people to like refer out yeah. to. I usually get all yeah. this information together would do in potentially more ultrasound guided nerve blocks just to be really specific on where I'm at depending on the level of injury and that's where different treatment options come in.
0: Okay, so I want to keep working working this up so you get your your imaging, your study it says yes. We have tarsal tunnel of some origin. Treatment options are so a lot. I know it's hard to needle it down because yeah. it really depends. So,
2: like but. I break it down into right three different types of nerve injuries. Your type one, which is like usually most of the time, could just be treated with conservative therapy, and that's then when you could get into your orthotics, your physical therapy. Sometimes, like a tens unit, let's address like the swelling, maybe steroid mm-hmm. injections, maybe f- some other form of injections, right? And but if I'm noticing that they're closer to a type two or just have failed those conservative options. That's when a decompression or like a release would come in. And depending Mm -hmm. where the entrapment is, you would release where the nerve is entrapped. Where the pathology is. Yeah. And then there's more advanced like reconstructive options for the type two and type, uh, it would be very rare to have a type three, which is complete severance of your nerve for that. So
0: Yeah. Let's chat a minute about, I do think that there's a fair amount of people who have significant Aquinas, tightness of calf muscle, Achilles tendon, that also have pathology.
2: I agree. But also it plays into ooh, those people that usually do have an Aquinas, what's their foot type look like? Usually yeah. flat-footed, typically. Yeah. yeah, And I, I yeah. come from the land of um, like Washington, and we always joke that everybody gets a gastro. Yeah. Oh, everyone gets a gastroc. <laughs> everyone gets a gastroc recession or something. Because uh, yeah. we... <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, I think those with higher arches
0: can have equinus also just not as commonly. Yeah.
2: So I, that's where like the whole exam, I'm not just being like, okay, they have a positive Tinel sign and just doing a decompression. That's like where this whole... It's more than that. And also... That's where the, like, when you have to deal with revision tarsal tunnel, of course, it's more complicated, but it's usually because maybe the primary etiology or something like that was not addressed fully. It? Really. Yeah. So it's always interesting. Also, like with my, with like a soleal sling entrapment, or if they also then, yeah. you can have multiple levels of entrapment. So sometimes I have to release the soleal sling and the tarsal tunnel. Yeah. And then if they're yeah. in a increased valgus position. I know that, flat yeah, foot. I have to get, sorry, <laughs> thanks, yeah, flat foot, maybe have to get them into a more custom orthotic or sure. reposition that heel and with a surgical mm-hmm. like procedure. So yeah. it's not just the nerve, everybody. That's a big it's, takeaway. It's not straightforward. Yeah, this is, I will tell you that
0: m- one of my least favorite things to deal with. See,
2: hands down. Like like, my, I see that on
0: the schedule. I'm going That's cry. what I love
2: um, about <laughs> our field is because.
0: So, so I'm like, how far do you want to travel? You want to go to Chicago? Yeah. I know someone in Chicago. You Send go to them Chicago. my way because I love,
2: <laughs> like, I, I feel like I found my passion in like my field. That's so um, good. So I love all types of nerve pathology in the of them. You do yeah. that all and day long. And that's usually I people's will. response. Like my, my um, yeah. husband's also a Podiatric physician and surgeon. And he's just like, as, okay. as soon as he gets somebody through the door that's potentially nerve related, he's like, I have the person for you. I'm like, <laughs> perfect.
0: <laughs> well, I do think that in school, it's <laughs> undereducated, right? Like, that we're taught that, like, tonal sign, flat foot, blah. The, no one talks about a soleal sling. Like, if you said that to most people, they'd be like, What? I mean, I couldn't tell you where it's located
2: until well, you come told to me. Chicago and I'll, I'll show you. <laughs> yeah (laughs) but yeah it is and it's a very developing aspect like new kind of transition in our field like our podiatry is constantly growing and we're evolving and it's really exciting so there's all these new avenues and I feel like this is total ankles and external fixation and all that has like really grown traction and I think this is going to be the next wave I do I
0: think It was a thing that where, you know, people would be worked up for pain and be like, well, you don't have this and you don't have this and you don't have this and you still have pain and we don't really know why. And they were just kind
2: of left hanging, right? And I'm so glad you just said that. And I recently went back and listened to your guys' ankle sprain podcast. (laughs) And I just want like that type of injury can also be, I'll look this up. Uh, 43. I did find one statistic for her. 43% of okay. patients that have a tarsal tunnel have like a history of trauma, like an ankle sprain.
0: Really? So it's not. Okay. That what surprises me is that an inversion ankle sprain, like I will always work up people for superficial or perineal nerve problems, traction injuries after an inversion ankle sprain. But I would be floored to think of that I mean, it's not that it's impossible. I'm just surprised that tibial nerve.
2: I know. I was kind of surprised to re- find that as well. But interesting that, All right. yeah, so these patients it that is. maybe aren't getting better after an ankle sprain, well, have you ruled out a nerve pathology? So something exciting.
0: All right. I'm going to look for that now. I'm going to add that to my physical exam after ankle yeah, sprains. Yeah, absolutely. You. <laughs> um, Michaela, any other burning questions?
1: I think I've asked all my questions.
0: I know. I'm trying to think, like, how I can um, ask a question about, like, the success. I'm the late person
1: asking questions over
2: here. Oh, no, <laughs> right.
0: The, the like, the success of the treatment or, I mean, what would.
2: Here. Um, it varies. Um,
0: I don't know if there's a way to quantify that, right? If you can say, like, this is more successful than that or. There,
2: in uh, the literature, I think it's between <laughs> primary decompression uh, rates, like, success rates. And I mean, that's variable is between like 46 and 90%, I believe. Is that okay. just from like,
0: like the 30. traditional tarsal tunnel release or any Great decompression? Point.
2: I don't know how, like what, <laughs> where okay. are all the right. um, studies and all the different procedures, but okay, I know, yeah. I know this, that if somebody comes in like with these, with tarsal, um, tarsal tunnel, like syndrome or like, uh, pathology or symptoms. It, the sooner that they can be treated, the more likely, of course, the better outcome. Longer than yeah. a year can sometimes be a longer or slower or not as successful recovery. So, mm-hmm. can you see a
0: conversion? I would imagine of chronic untreated tarsal tunnel turn into chronic regional pain syndrome. Oh.
2: I- that's a, that can open a can as well. Um, yes, right. Uh,
0: I mean, I yes. would think right. It's a chronic injury not
2: treated. Exactly. Yes, I believe you can. And then also, how we were talking about the different types levels of nerve injuries. Just because when you first mm-hmm. start seeing them, that they come in with a neuropraxia, or like that's your type one, where I th- I say it's like a bruise nerve, right? Like bruises can heal. Yeah depending on what the entrapment is or if there's any underlying soft tissue masses, biomechanics, it can progress mm-hmm. to a type two injury. So then we're dealing with more involvement and more of the portion of the nerve that's injured that may require uh more advanced procedure. So addressing these yeah. um, is crucial to like help preventing it getting worse too. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. How did you get so interested in
2: nerves? Okay. So during residency, I, I loved my residency program, and I felt like I got a great overview of every of everything. I got my hands on. Okay. We got great training. And then I remember going t- to – I was going in my third year, deciding if I should do a fellowship, you know, that whole saga story or just getting into mm-hmm. work. And was like, I there's not like one thing that I'm overly – passionate about like that what's going to keep driving me to like okay do just to to, to to go to, go to work, work yeah. every day how do I say yeah. that like to, to be passionate about podiatry yeah. and yeah. I was at the Baltimore right. yeah. limb deformity course and I yeah okay. and I heard um Dr. Rodriguez give a lecture and it was on okay pretty much like nerve pathology lower limb and like yeah the, after his lecture was so fun. the room was like silent nobody had any questions because it was just so foreign yeah. to so many of us right so,
0: so Michaela this uh, Dr. Rodriguez his Dr. Edgardo Rodriguez so he was one of my attendings in residency and he becomes entirely wow. passionate about like a very specific pathology and very like I mean, just a really engaged, super he, passionate speaker. He would speaker get you and like, so up about nerves. passionate right about <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was there, we were, you know, it was all the external fixation, starting in on the nerves, who's really starting to get into that. But, yeah, our journal clubs would – just go on and he has a passion and a fire inside of him like unlike anyone you have met really so I can see where you would be like okay I like this yes like
2: it just and it like lit something to me where it's like I don't know anything really about this and Mm -hmm. I I have to know this and then as soon as I started I sure I applied to the fellowship was blessed enough to get it um, but then I, that's like what I like to dive into, right? Like, that's what excites me. That's like what I want to do, like research mm-hmm. on, um, what I want to focus like my practice on. So I feel for now, maybe I'll be like him and switch it up for once in a while. Right. But you know, that's what really yeah. thats um, awesome. drives me these days. Okay. All right. So we like to
0: end every episode with guests, asking them some fun questions. So first question is. Dun, dun, dun. What's your order at Starbucks?
1: Ooh,
2: I am really into a grande skinny pistachio latte uh, with oat milk Ooh. right now. Pistachio. Yeah. See,
1: this is this is what I like. Are these different drinks that I keep learning yeah. about? It,
2: pistachio. We
0: had a, a gastroenterologist recently that said her favorite was the pink drink, which I have yet to try. So I feel like I need to okay. get they, this
2: now. They discontinued you this- my skinny cinnamon dolce latte. So I had to find a new one. Oh, so the pistachio, rude. which I have a feeling I am hoping stays. But you
1: are like, don't tell anybody else on the podcast. Yeah. Everybody else will go get it. So yeah. It's
2: really good if you like a little <laughs> sweet and like not overly. I yeah,
1: I
0: do. So that's I, I always get a skinny vanilla latte with almond milk. So now I am going to get a skinny pistachio latte with almond milk. I am going to yeah. give it a try, and they
1: have like a little salt. Yeah, I yeah, I'm curious about the pistachio. I haven't had a pistachio no, there. So. Sure.
0: Okay, I'm going to add a new question. What are you currently reading? Oh,
2: I am currently reading... It's... um. Let me look it up because I'm horrible. I'll just start reading a book and, like, not know. I'm like, oh, right. I should probably know the author.
0: This is a joke with my husband. Like, I finish a book and he was like, who's the character? I'm like, I don't know,
2: but it was a great book. I know. It's like – it's called, like, Find Your Reason Why, I believe. Fine. Let me look it up really quick. Oh, okay. Sorry.
1: (laughs) My dog is trying to – get into this like are you yelling at your kids or your dog i know the dogs like like they're he knows how to open the doors i've been seeing the doodle in the back oh that's a talented dog oh yeah that that's that's Charlie. (laughs) charlie my german short hair pointer can open all doors and he keeps (laughs) like opening the door and trying to get in here and the
2: (laughs) The book i'm currently (laughs) reading is start with why by simon sinek
0: Simon said, yes.
2: "Yes." See, I like just start jump into a bu- book and then forget the t- the title. But
0: yeah, no, there's. I mean, we talked about this a little bit when we were at the Women in Podiatry Conference. My yeah. list of books to read is really long, and my sisters and I last year decided we weren't going to buy each other birthday gifts anymore because, you know, as adults, we all have what we want, but we all love to read. And so we were going to buy each other books and then trade them around. Well, first of all, I'm the slowest reader because I have like a thousand things going on. But they sent me a message this week. They're like, your birthday's coming. What books do you want? And I was like, you guys, you don't want to read any of the books I want to read. They're like personal development, business and finance. You want to read like some... Good novel. They're like, no, no, it's okay. And I was like, no, trust me, you don't want to read like what <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: reading. <laughs> I, I, like, I would love to. I I need to find a book that's just for like pure enjoyment. But also, like this is what yeah. I'm currently. This is pure enjoyment. But
0: you're enjoying. You yeah. enjoy that. Like
2: yeah. I, I finished Atomic Habit. Yeah. Habits. Love it. Yeah. Oh, that's so a good one. The big thing is taking time after all these, like self-development book. Well, the
0: thing is like, I read Atomic Habits, but I instilled none of the Atomic Habits.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, okay, so now I have to do it. All right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So the big joke right now is I'm reading The 5 a.m. Club, which is about how much more productive you can be if you wake up at 5 a.m. And every morning at about 5.45, my husband goes,
2: how's The 5 a.m. Really? Club? And I was like, I'm yeah, confused. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Were you the one that told me to read that? Someone just told me to read that. Okay. Yeah. It's so
0: good. It's so good. But I'm just laughing because I was like, I didn't finish it yet. So I don't have to wake up at 5 right. a.m. Have yet. I not
2: instill this until it's done. Too funny. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Next question: Where are you going to go on your next vacation, or
2: where are you most excited to go on vacation? I get to go to the Netherlands, and then we're going. I'm going to Portugal Ooh. this summer for a, a close friend's wedding. So, oh, what a cool destination! I know, right? So, I, I'm really, really excited. It's been a long time since I've been out of the country, yeah. and I've never been.
0: I mean, international. International travel. Michaela's going soon, um, but really this is the first summer it's no, back.
2: am I'm, I'm so excited, and I'm even more excited that my husband planned it all. And I just get to pack my bag and show up. Yeah, and no work is involved no, on this trip? And no work. I'm not doing, not doing any work. All right. Yay, okay. congratulations. Yes, I know. You're right. Then I may find something to talk about, then it can be a business expense. There you go. No. <laughs> Business expense, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh,
0: and the last question I want to ask you is: Where can our listeners find you?
2: Um, people can reach find me on in, on Instagram at Dr. Oxman. Um, it's O E D R O E X E M A N. They can reach out to me via email. It's Dr. Oxman at gmail.com. And then they um, can find me at she's a DPM. For my podcast too, which I have to have you guys on yeah. to talk all right. as well. Yes, we will link all of
0: those. And I've listened to some of the episodes that you have on your podcast. And it's, I think it's a really fantastic way to highlight the field of podiatry and highlight women in podiatry. And so congratulations on starting your podcast Thank this you. year. And
2: thanks so much for... And the,
1: and the whole practice. I, yeah, yeah. I, I like to be busy. It's been,
2: uh, it's been a journey, so... Thanks so much for having me on. This has been wonderful. And um, thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: That's it for today. Thanks again for tuning in. We have been loving all the feedback and the questions that we are receiving. So just keep them coming. Don't forget, if you want to leave a voice message, just go to the link at the bottom
0: of the description in the episode. You may even hear your question or comment here on the show.
1: And remember to subscribe so you'll be the first to know every time we release a new episode. We are so grateful for all of the downloads, rates, and reviews. These help to drive our podcast up in the rankings and makes it easier for others to find us. Do you have an interesting idea or a question
0: that you want answered here on the podcast? Send us an email at tits2toespodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at fromtits2toes. And remember, keep your tits up and your toes down.